You're listening to the Fearless Business Podcast. You're in the best place to learn about how to grow a business, get more clients, and make more money without fears and limitations. All while having fun in the process. Robin Waite is the founder of Fearless Business, a business accelerator helping coaches, consultants, and freelancers double their income and more. This is Fearless Business, and this is Robin Waite. This is Mindset Monday coming to you on a Wednesday because of the Easter bank holiday. And this this Mindset Monday is all about habits. So this is the quickest route to growth is to automate habits. And I've got uh, seven tips actually, which I'm just kind of going to rattle through in the next 25 to 30 minutes. Basically, just there's a cup. It's a mixture of actually mindset and practical tips. So the, it's useful to have the mindset side of things first, the intellectual side of it first, so you understand what it is that you're going to be implementing when we get to the practical bit. So hopefully that makes a bit of sense. So there's a quote from a guy called Alfred North Whitehead, and he said that civilization advances by extending the number of operations we can f- perform without having to think about them. Why that's important is that your, your brain basically builds habits because it associates the positive rewards when tasks are completed to our own satisfaction. So we don't get the same necessarily, or some people do, and you will always get a dopamine hit from helping somebody else. But when we help ourselves and that process happens automatically, I'm sure all of you have, have um, at some point experienced that and also experienced a very sort of positive feeling as a result of it so what's really helpful in business is if if there are if you can automate as many of those habits as you possibly can then the greater the happy feelings you're going to get when when those habits happen and you'll get those positive rewards your brain will fire off all of its positive happy synapses but also one of the key things that's really important is you can't automate any of those habits those operations if you don't know what they are in the first place, it was kind of designed initially as a survival mechanism so that when we walk down to the river to go and get our water on the plains of Africa, if the grass rustled, we would run away from it automatically without thinking about it. Because if we delayed, if we hesitated, we would get eaten by that lion or tiger that was hiding in the grass. But the problem is with, with business, so you can, you can there's a... Uh, there's always a negative association balancing off the positive association when it comes to forming habits. So in that instance, it's catastrophic if you get eaten by a lion kind of goes without saying. Okay. So, but in business, actually we're not being chased down the road by lions. There's not really anything that's that catastrophic. There's nothing that's like on a 10 out of 10 on the catastrophe scale in business. It's only ever like a one, two or three, or maybe if we go out of business, it feels like a total catastrophe or a client leaves or whatever those negative things are. So actually it's really hard to create and build positive habits in business because there's no really adverse negative thing that we're moving away from. Really, all it comes down to is, is more so about what we're moving towards. So you think about um, the growth in your business, the, the more uh, you kind of have to come up with these really 
catastrophic situations is part of the reason why I do the fear setting exercise. You have to come up with these really catastrophic situations in order to work out what it is that you need to automate within your business. However, I'm going to contradict myself now because one of the biggest challenges that I see business owners facing at the moment and I see a number of the, the crew are kind of experiencing this. Imagine the process of getting, signing a new client. And we've got a series of like dominoes. So there's, this is kind of tip number two now. So the first thing is we've got to work out what activities it is we need to, what operations we need to do and automate. The second thing is you need to knock down the smallest domino first. So a big domino might be signing a new client. But imagine if that big domino is actually the size of a building, getting that new client is like really hard. And some of you will have experienced this. You're going to really struggle to knock down that domino, that one big domino in its own right. And I see too many business owners banging their heads constantly, like running up against this big domino, trying to bash it down and failing because it's just an impossible task. But you think of a if you think of a series of dominoes with like a really tiny one knocks over a slightly bigger one, knocks over a slightly bigger one, knocks over a slightly bigger one, that, that cascading effect creates momentum, which will eventually have enough power and momentum to be able to knock down the biggest domino. So when we're starting to map out those activities, those operations, which you need to start performing on a, a minute basis, you need to automate and knock down the smallest dominoes. So this could be the process of sending out automated emails or uh, it could be the process of sending out invoices. It could be the process like your bookkeeping. It could be, so all of those little tasks which we find ourselves doing on a daily basis, even answering the telephone. So I had a call with somebody last week where they were just bogged down in, with two problems within their business that actually had, they, they felt like big dominoes to them, but actually their perception of them was totally imbalance because one of them was the fact that the phone was ringing all the time so we got a call call answering service organized the second thing was the volume of bookkeeping which she was doing it's like well outsource your bookkeeping so to them it was a big domino but actually the reality was when you break down the little task the individual task of answering the phone picking up the phone or doing one piece of bookkeeping they're tiny little dominoes so how can we knock over those little dominoes process of outsourcing in order to build momentum to to then carry over to give us more time to be able to knock down that biggest domino so first one like i said is to um to look at the number of operations that we're performing without thinking about them so that's the first one the second thing is you need to start applying a uh, like a weighting system to how big the domino is that you're trying to knock down and work backwards and build smaller dominoes to not if, if that not domino is too big. So that's the second one. The third thing, which I think is, um, I've, I've titled, I've entitled this one, a thousand chances. And actually there's a, a great book, which I'm a great book in some respects. It's not a great book in other respects because it's full of even worse language than I use from time to time. But, um, it's called unscripted by an author called MJ DeMarco. And he wrote a book called the millionaire fast lane, which is a bit of a cheesy book, if I'm honest, but unscripted, I'm really kind of getting into. And uh, he, he kind of, he came up with this concept about luck and how in business you need to be in control of your own luck. So we can look at other 
business owners, entrepreneurs, people in our space who are mightily successful and we can go, oh, look at them, aren't they lucky? Overnight success, you know, and we take away from them the fact that they probably put in five, 10, 15 years worth of hard work, showing up to work every day, knocking down those small dominoes, you know, fine tuning, making mistakes, et cetera, et cetera. Like there, there are never any overnight successes in my opinion. Um, okay, occasionally somebody found a product that worked for them, but they may have gone through a thousand products before that in order to find that one product that did become an overnight success. But they had to learn, like make many mistakes. So a good example is... Um, uh, Rovio, the company that made Angry Birds, Angry Birds was like their 264th app, which they built. So they, they made 263 terrible apps before they got to probably not all terrible, but unsuccessful apps before they got to Angry Birds. Imagine the, that company had like 250 plus employees. Imagine the cost that it took to build 260 plus apps before the one that became like a world wide success with you know the licensing deals for toys and films and games and all sorts of things like that but the next thing though is about um is about how we we shift from that luck-based economy within our businesses to creating our own luck so imagine this scenario where you've got like a games machine okay and in it there's uh, and this is what i learned from unscripted from from mj demarco's book Imagine that you've got like a thousand tokens in this machine and you put a pound in and then a token pops out. Now, most of those tokens are different colors and most of those tokens are white, which is just the daily activities you do in your business. Some of them are orange, which is when things come along to kind of derail you, you know, your tax return, the, you know, some of the annoyances that we get in business that maybe a client phones up complaining or something like that. So an orange comes along and it's, it's a slight kind of like it, it derails you a little bit. You've got red ones, which are total catastrophes. Like somebody tries to sue you or your business is gone and something, something totally chaotic happens. You've also got some green ones, which is when like we, we put our pound coins in things, we get lots of whites popping out so that we don't get really much reward for that. We're putting all of this action, this activity into the machine. We're getting these tokens out and occasionally a green one pops out, which is maybe where we get a new client. Maybe we get some money, you know, paid some money for a job, which we've done or whatever it is. So we get, we do get some reward from that. And it's actually those green tokens that pop out that make us carry on putting in the pound coins into this machine, this effort, this energy into this machine with, you know, to create this chance we might get some more of those green tokens. But along the way, we get a couple of, a lot of whites. We get a lot of orange ones and some red ones. Okay. Now, in this scenario, I haven't talked about the gold tokens and the gold tokens are the really fun tokens. This is where we get the big wins. This is the one where everybody looks at us and goes, gosh, aren't they lucky? You know, but there may only be one or two gold tokens in, in this thing. And the gold tokens look like the perfect client, the big payout, the big win. You know, we make a decision in our business that all of a sudden just um, catapults our business into stratospheric success. Fundamentally, though, what a lot of small business owners don't realize is they are in charge of how many white tokens we put into that machine, how many green tokens we put into that machine, and how many gold tokens we put into that machine. We're not in charge of the orange and the reds. Hopefully, this is making some kind of sense. You know, so we're in charge of the whites, we're in charge of the greens, we're in charge of the golds. Now, what was interesting was when MJ DeMarco was explaining this and I started to look at the golds, the reality is 
most small business owners never load the gold tokens into their, their luck machine. Okay. So in this scenario, we, if we don't put the gold tokens in there, we're not, we're not giving ourselves a chance, any chance of ever getting that luck. Hopefully this is kind of making sense. So, and basically there is one way that those gold tokens show up. So my whole, the whole thing about fearless business is once we've got the offer now, the value proposition, the lead flow organized, that's fine. But especially when it comes to something like pricing, if we are not fearless enough to ask for more money, we're not loading the gold token into our luck machine. Because if we're not even asking for more money, if we're not even asking for the big win, we're never going to get it. So this is tip number three in your luck machine, your chance machine, where you're loading in your time, your effort, your energy and some money into this machine and you're getting out the various different tokens. Make sure that when you put those thousand tokens into that machine, into your chance machine, you're actually putting a few golds in there, which means that when you go out and speak with prospective clients, you are asking for what you deserve. Every now and then, if your typical program, package, whatever it is, is a grand, every now and then, just go and ask somebody for 10 grand. And hey, presto, next thing you know, you sell a thousand pound package for 10 grand, you just knock yourself, tap yourself on the head and you go, why didn't I do that sooner? I know that's an extreme example. You wouldn't necessarily sell exactly the same product for 10 times the price. But if the perceived value is that much, why not get out there and ask for it? And when you start to get over this, this kind of thing of like watching what other people are doing and passively expecting that, oh, I'm just not lucky enough. They're, they're obviously just better at selling than me. They're, like when you get over this, this thing that you need to be loading your own chance machine up with gold tokens and more greens as well, potentially, but more, more gold tokens, all of a sudden the world just opens up to you. And then when you start to, a couple of those gold tokens pop out of your chance machine and you go, oh, actually that was, you know, I'm not lucky. I created that luck because I put those gold tokens in there. So hopefully that makes a bit of sense. And now some of you are going to go away and, and take a look at all of the operations activities you're doing within your business, what sort of stuff you're loading into your, your chance machine. And, and hopefully you'll actually make a bit of a change to get out there and just ask for what you deserve, basically. Create that gold coin for yourself. So that's number, number three. Tip number four. So this, this is the paradox. I, I couldn't come up with a better name for this, but this is called the paradox of choice. One of the worst habits I think out there is procrastination, and it is a habit. And part, one of the biggest reasons for that is because uh, there aren't enough dire consequences out there of like us getting eaten by lions. What we do is we have too much in our safety zone, in our comfort zone. So we end up having far too many activities that we think we need to be doing within our business. And one of the other ways to look at that is if you've got eight tasks, tasks that you need to be doing, eight small dominoes, right? And you're, you're pushing a little bit of energy against each one of those small dominoes. So like 12.5% of your attention, time, energy is going into pushing over those little dominoes. Whereas actually, in order to push over one of those dominoes, it needs 100% of your time. Like by doing too many things, you're just watering down the momentum, the, the energy and effort you're putting into actually pushing over those dominoes. And it goes without saying, if you're only putting 12.5% 
of energy into doing something, you're not going to get the result you want. So in your own business, you have a paradox of choice. You have too many things to choose from and it creates procrastination and you wonder why well i'm doing all these things and it's not working well if you just focused on doing one thing and pushing over one domino it probably would work you can also flip this across into your client's relationship as well so if for example you have too many products you're watering down your offer your clients have too much choice they procrastinate and they won't buy anything from you so they and they'll go to somewhere where things life is just a bit more simple like oh these guys have only got three choices not 300 so i'll go to the one with three because it's just easier for me to make a decision by simplifying the number of choices you present to your clients you're reducing friction you're creating less procrastination for them you're giving them the opportunity to knock down those dominoes for you and giving them the opportunity to load a gold token into your chance machine so that's the paradox of choice. So that's number four. I'll, I'll kind of summarize these all, all of these things at the end. So that's the mindset side of things. So if you're getting an idea about kind of what things you're doing in your business that you could potentially start to automate uh, and why it's important to, to automate them, you're, you'll be looking at, you know, the domino effect within your business and the size of the dominoes that you're trying to knock down at the moment and what's working and what's not working for you. Hopefully, you'll be starting to load more gold and green tokens into your chance machine. So you actually give yourself the opportunity and the chance to make more money. You've got to get out there and ask for it. And then also reducing down the number of tasks which you're doing and reducing down the amount of choice you're giving to your clients and making life easy for them. So those four things is kind of like the mindset side of sort of starting to build habits and automate them. But then we get into the, well, how, how do we actually go about getting those habits to be automated because if if you're anything like me where you're running around after children my own i should add like you know doing nursery drop-offs i've got so many different things going on so many different conversations I'm having got emails and email um email automation emails in my inbox i've got text messages phone calls messenger i've got twitter i've got podcasts i've got i've got all of this stuff that like going on all of these little dominoes lined up and you know but I'm not darting between them. When I choose a domino that I'm going to push over, I give it everything and I get the job done. But how do we remember what all of those little dominoes are? So this is where we get into the practical side of things, the system side of things. So this is, this is tip number five now. One of the first tools, and this is actual practical software now, which I'm going to just tell you about. And I'm not going to tell you necessarily how to use each individual piece of software, but just to get you started. So I, my life revolves around a little app called Todoist. So it's uh, T-O-D-O-I-S-T dot com. And uh, um, we'll find, what I will probably do is in the notes, the chat will we'll pop each one of these, um, these apps down as well. So Todoist, you can put in recurring entries in there. So if I've got to do a, a podcast entry weekly, I can put podcast weekly and then Every week, it pops up magically on a Monday to remind me that I've got to do a podcast. One of the greatest things about Todoist, though, is that once you've built up your, your to-do list within Todoist, every day, I don't know why, but at 4.59 a.m., it sends me an email with a list of all the things that I've got coming up today and within the next seven days. So I can then start to, um, you know, I already know that I have an agenda when I wake up in the morning, what my small dominoes are. Now, 
it might be that I've got 50 small dominoes I've got to knock down that week, but every day I only get like three to five dominoes that I need to focus on for that day. I can forget about everything else because I know it's going to happen. I know that it's, it's there on the back burner, lined up for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever day. Okay. Todoist, I live and die by. If I didn't have Todoist, my business would be an utter mess, basically. There, there's plenty of other to-do list apps, by the way. Like I'm just, I'm telling you what my favorite is, but you know, there's Google Keep, I think you can use. Uh, I know that Ed uses Evernote. There's tons of different ones out there. And the best thing to do is just to get out there and find one which works for you. Todoist works for me. The next thing is, you know, you get, I get so many people, oh, I don't understand numbers. Again, the excuses come out. You know, it comes to their accounting, their bookkeeping, especially like bookkeeping when you're doing it manually can be a really time consuming process. So people just choose to ignore it like forever or for every year, they just let all of their receipts and things build up. And soon you won't be able to do that because everything will be digitized, but let everything build up. Now get to the end of the year and panic because now we've got like a gazillion different transactions to give to our accountants to do. And then they charge us a load of money and then, then we throw our toys out and, you know, we've just built a massive domino for ourselves. So I definitely recommend if you don't want to, if you don't get numbers, fine, be enthusiastic enough about it to like, just understand the basics and the numbers in your business, but either hire a bookkeeper and get them to do all of the little dominoes, like the daily bookkeeping tasks and certainly get, get a, um, an accounts package set up like zero QuickBooks or, or whatever, because like, and log into them daily, like five minutes a day, create a tiny little domino, just five minutes a day to update your books means that by the time you get to the end of the year, everything is done. Like you've already knocked over that big domino by knocking over a ton of little tiny small dominoes throughout the year. Okay. Oh, the amount of times I've, I've sat with people to help them out with something technical and they can't remember their fucking passwords. And I bet all of you were like, yeah, that's me. Get LastPass set up. You can load all of your passwords in there. It even does password suggestions. You don't have to remember any login information whatsoever. You know, I've got hundreds, every single one of my passwords is unique. I've got hundreds of different apps that I use. Like get LastPass set up. Don't bother wasting time with all that password reminder stuff because it, it that's again like you're just creating dominoes for yourself that you don't need to spend time knocking over even like LastPass just takes out the legwork for you so that's another system i use zapier again if you or you may have heard of if this then that so they're what we call micro tasking tools so it's like if i add somebody into zero then add their details into mailchimp so it's kind of like if 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 I do the X, then do Y, and I I do I have so many different automations set up, especially around lead generation and stuff like that. But you know, sending out reminder emails to people to leave reviews and stuff like that. I'm never going to remember those those things. Those are just little. And again, like it's a process of well, I know that I need reviews in order to get people to buy my book to bring leads into the business and I need to chase them up. Those are all tiny little dominoes, but automate as many of those tiny dominoes as you possibly can because eventually it'll trickle down effect. And you know, as the dominoes get bigger, booking people into calls and things like that, like get acuity scheduling set up. Why are you still using a manual diary to book people onto calls when there are tools out there that will, you can just fire somebody a link and say, look, rather than send eight emails backs and forwards with mismatched calendars, Go, just go and pick a time that's suitable for you that I've already pre-programmed in. So get Acuity scheduling set up or Calendly or any of the other many different diary booking things. And like, there's a ton of other different system automations that you can put in place. Like I said, you've got to know what those small dominoes are first. 
before you then build a system to start knocking down those small dominoes? That was uh, tip number five. Where are we up to? So tip number six then is about now we know what all of these little dominoes are, batching work. So a lot of people get day-to-day distractions from things like emails because they've got notifications switched on that throughout the day it's going bing, 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 bing. And it like, have you ever sat in a meeting with somebody who hasn't bothered to switch their notifications off? on their phone. I, I have to, if I'm in a coaching, I have to tell people, I have to say, look, please, can you switch that off? That's getting really annoying. Like I'm a very auditory person. My ears are slightly sensitive because I used to DJ a lot. Okay. I don't want to be distracted by notifications all day long. And the same goes for like email, especially. And if you've got notifications set up on your, on your desktop, like switch them off. But in the default diary, which you should stick to daily and weekly, have an hour where you log in, and you answer 20 emails in a go. So batch up work, okay? So if you have an hour's worth of email, it is a big domino, but because you've, you've built momentum, you're focusing on one task, email, 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 like it, built, it creates its own momentum and it's easier to knock over each of those little, little dominoes, each one of those individual emails. So that's kind of batch. What other things could you batch? So um, I, I have like people requesting books from me like all the time. But if I then, if I got distracted, post a book, distracted, post a book, like do other stuff, post a book, it just doesn't make sense. So I'll, I'll every morning, once a, once, once a day, I'll check in and I'll send out half a dozen books in one go because I can just dump it straight into the raw mail thing. It takes five minutes. So batching it just reduces the size of the overall domino, basically, rather than getting lots of different distractions. So any ways that you can batch work, uh, do it. Um, and then the final one is then around financial automation. So this is just the last little tip. And this basically is like standing orders of your friends. So a lot of people I speak to, especially in business, they don't have any kind of like backup plan so far as money is concerned and then wonder why when you know clients are like buses and all of a sudden like the buses stop arriving and they struggle financially it's it's because basically they haven't put money aside or haven't been organized with their money but again it's hard when money comes in in and out at random times in the business to work out what's going to go out and when what's coming in and when but if you have a standing order set up just for 100, 200, 300 pounds a month, which goes out on the first of every month, you're going to make damn sure that the money's in there on the first of the month and that money goes out into a savings pot, rainy day fund for when things go wrong. But you've got to, you know, yes, we could remember to do that every month, but it's a process like, but imagine this process of like every month you've got to have that conversation with yourself about money. Oh, is the money there? Should I move it? I've got to log in. I've got to do it. So, Just take away that stress. If you know that what's going to serve you is to build a a rainy day fund of, you know, several thousand pounds, we start with small incremental steps, but we, we automate it. So we don't have to make that decision ourselves. We let the automation make that decision for us and just transfer that money across into our savings account. And there are lots of other examples of where you can start to automate those various different transactions, financial transactions within your business to make sure that you create financial stability within your business and, and or your personal life. Okay. So just to summarize, so um, tip number one was around uh, the processes of um, advancing your business growth by extending the number of operations you can perform without thinking about them. So that's just a, that's kind of like the summary of the whole Um, habit forming process tip number two make sure you knock down the smallest domino first 
Bit number three was about the chance machine where you're loading those tokens in and, and actually you need to load in some gold, green and gold tokens into that machine in order to force your own luck. If you're not asking for it, you're not going to get it. So we need to put those, those gold tokens in there so that occasionally we have those windfalls. The fourth tip was around the paradox of choice. Too much choice creates procrastination and it prevents habits from, from, from forming because things just don't happen. The fifth tip was then around uh, systems. Uh, so I named um, several different systems which you can use um, to start to automate the processes within your business. Sixth tip was um, around batching work. So make sure you batch up your work if you have manual processes, do all those manual processes in a batch because it just creates momentum and it happens more quickly. And then finally, um, make sure you all create some automation around the financial side of your business as well. That's you, use standing orders to make sure so you don't have to have the emotional conversation with yourself um, each time. So there we go. So that was Mindset Monday, the quickest route to growth is to automate habits. Hope you enjoyed it. 